Hey, good afternoon. It's been a few months since I've posted a podcast. Uh, the holidays were a great time for me to slow down and, and really focus on family and, and myself. And I lost this podcast that we're, I did back in September uh, with Shell Ohms. I was very upset because I was gonna I was gonna close the podcast with this podcast uh, episode, and I lost it. And so I, I've been radio silent over the holidays. And as I was just scrolling through the computer, determined to find it, I found it a, a couple of days ago. And this episode is solely focused around suicide. When we recorded the episode, it was September, which is Suicide Awareness Month, and a, when a, in a time where men are three to four times more likely to commit suicide than women, where we're leading, when men are leading all the statistics around homelessness and mental illness and leading to suicide, I felt like Shell Ohm's story was just perfect uh, to get out there. When I was in Colorado over the summer, I met uh, shell in person for the first time. Uh, and many men that are on this podcast are in the uncivilized nation. And, uh, he talked about his journey back in March 4th, 2019, when he was going to commit suicide. And we go through just the steps that he went through and the people that he surrounded himself with and the things that he did, uh, to turn his life around. And so I encourage if, if this is uh, an episode that resonates with you, or if you know one, know someone that's going through a hard time, please send them this podcast. And uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. And outdoor retreat facilitator. Uh, in the fall, I go and guide elk hunts in Montana. So that's kind of what I do. Um, who I am? Yeah, I have this. this it came from my uh, vision fast we might talk about, but I am an initiated, loving, and playful man who lives committed to purpose and dances with joy. So that's uh, that's who I am. I love that. Shell, you know, what, what stood out for me in the initiation was just your demeanor, right? The demeanor that you had and how you felt so, like, when I was around you, you felt so grounded, and I felt that mm. strong pull. And today, it's, it's not a, it's not a uh, topic that... Uh, a lot of people feel comfortable around, right? They get they get giddy yeah. and they get uncomfortable. But I think it's something that we need to shine light on. You had you had told me at the retreat that three years ago you uh, you were I I'll be very blunt with it. You were you were sucking the end of a of a barrel, right? You said yeah. you were sucking the end of a barrel. Take me back to March fourth, two thousand nineteen, at that low point where you said enough was enough. Yeah, brother. Um, it's crazy when I. Uh... Uh, I'm going to start crying like 30 minutes, 30 seconds into this thing. Um, you know, and I think about that day, I have this uh, very clear picture of the end of that barrel. You know, I can see the rifling in the pistol and, um, and it immediately takes me back to the feelings that that shell was feeling and how alone it was and how just like monumental and heavy life felt. Um, so, you know, that was the culmination of, you know, three decades of, uh, you know, pursuing dreams based on society's definition of success and, and accomplishment. Um, 
you know, pursuing a career that that ultimately I didn't want for myself. And, you know, I think it was it was more for my family than it was for me, you know, more for the uh, external validation. Um, coping with drugs and alcohol a lot, you know, like drinking so much that you got to wake up in the morning and do a line of cocaine to be able to get out of bed and drink some beers at lunch to get through the rest of the day and get you to the end of the day and do it again. Um, you know, and then chasing, chasing that career, burned down relationships, um, left me heartbroken and alone. And, um, my grandmother died and my long-term girlfriend at the time had had enough and that left me sitting at the kitchen table, just fucking broken and heavy. And I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know where to go. Uh, but I knew how to load a pistol. So um, I did that. And, you know, it was crazy. I don't know how long it was, but like I could, I like vividly remember holding that thing, looking down the barrel and feeling the pressure on the trigger. And like, I don't, you know, I don't know how long I held that pressure for, but something like came over me, like, you know, divine intervention. And just whispered in my ear, like, go for a walk, just go for a walk. And, you know, that internal battle of like, do I listen to this thing or do I just be done with it? And, um, and I listened, you know, I put that, put the pistol down. And, uh, the best decision I ever made. Um, you know, and then there's, there's divine intervention after that, where, uh, <laughs> through Instagram, I, uh, you know, on that walk was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, what did I just try to do and crying? And, you know, I pulled out my phone out of habit and opened up Instagram just out of habit. And, uh, I was a big follower of Andy Frisella at the time, and he had just rolled out 75 hard. Like it was the first post of 75 hard on his Instagram feed. And I looked at it and, um, you know, I was like, I got to try. I got to try. You know, it, it, it just called to me and was like, you know, there's a physical component. I was like 200 pounds and bloated at the time. And I'm not a big guy. I'm like, five foot five on a good day right so super, <laughs> super out of shape and uh you know physical component no drinking reading uh you know water taking care of yourself eating right and uh basically i looked at it and was like if i fuck this up day one we're going right back to that kitchen table and it's over you know like then i can really call myself a failure but you know if i don't dive into something healthy and, and try um you know, I don't know where I'll go. So I did. And one day turned into two, turned into three, turned into five, turned into 20, turned into 30, turned into 50, 75. And uh, through that, I started reading books. Um, and I started with The Angry Therapist, you know, John Kim is, uh, I used to be a miserable fuck book because it was like, <laughs> I... It called to me, man. I was a miserable fuck. So I picked it up and, and that got me into therapy. And um, 
God bless that first girl, you know, first therapist woman. Um, you know, she asked me a question like, do you know about men's work? And I was like, uh, nope, what's that? Like, I work with a bunch of dudes, but, you know, they're all men. And um, she's like, no, it's a lot more introspective than that. So she turned me on to men's work, which got me involved with Traver, um, you know, and did his uh, 12-week, what is it, Man Uncivilized course. And that started me on the journey to uh, to really healing my heart and, and finding myself, my passion, and um, which brought me into the online men's community, which brought me to taking more of his courses, Kill the Nice Guy, Head, Heart Balls, The Leadership Crucible. And over the course of, you know, two and a half years, started getting this inkling in the back of my head that I wanted to be a coach and give back. Um, you know, you talked about suicide rates and in construction, the construction industry has one of the highest suicide rates out of all the industries in the nation. And um, it got me thinking that I need to give back and reach out to those dudes and help, you know, people that are or in my position, not be in that position anymore. And so now I'm a certified men's coach through Man Uncivilized and also an organization called Lumia, working on an ICF uh, credential and taking men and leading them in the wilderness, uh, helping them find their hearts and their passion and, um, and healing. So, uh, that's a long story about about how I got to March fourth, two thousand nineteen, and and where I've been since. But yeah, um, it's it's very fitting uh, where you, where you're at now with uh, wilderness therapy. I'm just gonna call it that, right? Is yeah, because you're such a environment outdoors person. Like that's how I relate to you. I want to go back to something you said, and I, I maybe I I bring this up because. In my early on in my journey, or maybe a few, what, six months ago, let's just call it, I uh, I started 75 hard, and I only got to day 42. But I want to know, what did 75 hard do for you, or, or what did it give you that you didn't have prior to March 4th? Yeah, dude. Um, confidence in myself. You know, it's those small wins daily that you're like, oh, man this thing is really hard on paper when you look at it the first day, like, you know, when you're drinking like 20 beers a day, you're like, I'm not drinking for a day. That's a big deal. Or drinking zero water a day to drinking a gallon. Like that's a big deal. So, you know, like the first day you get that check mark and you're like, Oh shit. Like maybe I got this, like, you know, and you get in a roll, you get, you know, get things going and uh, that confidence just builds and builds and builds. And then next thing you know, you get smacked in the face with a hard day where you just don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do the workouts. You don't want to do the stuff and you persevere and, and get yourself through it because you know, it's the thing that you need to do, not because you want to do it, but you need to do it. And you know, that, that uh, fortifies that foundation of, of self-confidence. I think that's the biggest is self-confidence. The next is um kind of ancillary to I think the the goal of 75 hard but that was you know to get me asking for help through therapy and and um 
you know, that was kind of came through reading and, and opening my mind to, to new perspectives and stuff like that. So I think those this are the is, big two. I think this is a big, um, I say there's a common trend with what responses I get, but like, what was your initial thoughts about therapy? Like prior to like you wanting to open up, like what, what were your thoughts of therapy and the idea of you being in therapy? Yeah, dude. Uh, like if you were to ask me on March 3rd, 2019, I was like, yeah, you're fucking high. Like I, I'm not schizophrenic. I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not like, uh, super angry like I don't need I don't need help I'm just like doing what society told me to do I'm having fun I'm partying we're doing a cool thing um and you know I could do it I got strong shoulders I don't need your help that would have been my initial response to and how and how has therapy opened you up oh god like cracked me open in every fissure you could find um and uh the biggest thing that's that's coming to me in the moment is like my ability and comfort with feeling and expressing emotions you know and and uh you know allowing them to come up and move through me and and seeing them and holding them and talking about them uh without having to shove it to the back of the filing cabinet and and suppress it i think that's that's the biggest way it's helped me open up you know be more vulnerable Absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned Traver and, and the initiation and the nation and how that's, that's helped you. How is men's work taking you to that next level? Right. You, you, you talked about your journey and we'll get more into the previous March 4th, but you talked about your journey. You went to therapy and then you found Traver. So how did, how did yeah. Traver's movement men's work in general, I help you take that step. Sure. Um, God, there's so there's so much here to unpack, but I think the biggest was, you know, showing myself that I can trust other men with the things that we're talking about. You know, with emotions, with accepting that we're having a hard time, with accepting that our relationships are going through a rough patch, with accepting, you know, that um, life's hard. Like plain and simple and and being able to sit down with a group of dudes and be like hey guys i'm struggling i'm having a really hard time and knowing that they'll like hold that and be there for you and help you get through it um that was that was big for me because i couldn't have sat across the table from you or anybody else and and had this conversation openly and honestly um you know saying i I'm having a hard time and and trusting that it would stay in that container and that they would help me um, productively work through it. Yeah, that leads me to my next thought because it, it, it's it's great. You're actually leading me to these questions. I, prior to March 3rd, right? What what did your, I use the term masculine, but how, how, would, how, is the, how were the men in your life? Like, how did you surrender? In what ways did you surround yourself with the men in your life at that at that point? Yeah, I would say there were three groups of men that I would hang out with. The men that are at work, you know, that are uh, head down grinding. The men that are at the gym that are, you know, working on their physical body. Uh, 
I, I added another one. The men that were at the bar, you know, sitting around and drinking, and then the men that I was going out and hunting with. Um, you know, so doing those overtly masculine uh, tasks and and duties, or not duties, but things. Um, that's that's who I surround myself with on a very surface level. You know, like having conversations like at the the very highest level not not any depth to them so yeah Let, let's let's just dive right right in on this question yeah in what ways you mentioned before we started recording and it just intrigued me society's view on what a man should be right and what yeah. ways was that bearing down on you oh man um in work you know climbing the corporate ladder being the top dog on the top of the ladder and uh you know that that uh dictating dictating leader you know you do what i say because i'm doing it and i'm the boss and um and then making as much money as you can and doesn't matter how you get there who you burn down in the process who you steamroll what doors you kick down but make as much money as you can buy as many flashy things as you can um don't try and keep up with the joneses but bulldoze the joneses and <laughs> and and roll with it um you know the uh you know outside of work you know it was being really um i'm losing the word but you know in relationship words like it's all about what i say it's not about us it's about me and um yeah that doesn't work too good <laughs> And then, you know, drinking, like the more beers you drink, the more man you are. If I can drink a whole bottle of whiskey and still drive home, man, that means I'm I'm doing some, some good things as a man. Like check me out. I'm seasoned. Um and showing up for work the next day, you know, I'm like so I I don't know if any of that answers your question, but I think it paints a picture of where I was headed. Right. And so like what were so, you doing? What were you doing for yourself? you know, leading up to, to wanting to commit suicide? Oh, geez. Uh, maybe nothing like nothing healthy anyway, like definitely was working and trying to build wealth, but, and build notoriety as a like corporate leader. But, um, it was definitely lonely. You know, I wanted to be the, the lone man at the top of the mountain holding that flagpole, like I'm up here. I don't need you guys. I don't need anybody. I'm, I'm a man. I can do it myself and accomplish everything myself. And, you know, my relationship is a means for sexual gratification and I don't need her to support me. And, um, you know, if that means moving across the country for a better job, I'm going to do it. And she doesn't have a say. Um, um, you know, I didn't have any really deep friendships, like very surface level, like, and a lot of them were, how can I use this friendship to accomplish my career goals or accomplish my uh, my goals of, of just, um, you know, building my, my wealth. Let's go back to March 4th. And yeah. you had already talked a little bit in depth about, you know, loading the pistol, sitting at the kitchen table. Mm. As much as you can, walk me through that. Walk me through 
your thought process a little bit more in depth. Yeah, dude. Um, so, you know, I lost my grandma, um, lost my, my girlfriend, you know, that I loved. I truly did, you know, like in my core, like, like valued that relationship and loved her. And it all came to an abrupt end. And like that feeling of like, I woke up that morning, had a shit day at work and like something just landed in my lap that like gave me a little bit of clarity at like how messy my life was, you know, like I kind of maybe looked in the mirror and was like, ew, the common denominator is me. And uh, that was scary because it felt overwhelming and it felt like a mountain that I couldn't climb and I couldn't get myself out of that I wouldn't ever be able to clean up, you know, I don't know like uh, there's an analogy like an episode of hoarders you know you open the front door and you're like oh my god we are never going to clean this up you know like that overwhelmingness it was like it'll be way easier to just be done with it like to just end the whole life suffering um because I can't clean that up like I don't even know where to start I don't know how to ask for help I don't know who to ask for help. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to take the first step. Can't ask my girlfriend because she just left me, uh, who is who I would normally ask, you know. Uh, I'm not going to go to my family because then I'd have to admit that I had a problem. I'm not going to go to any of my friends because I don't know them on that level. Um, so, you know, you use the word alone. And I think that it's like the deepest loneliness that I've ever felt. It was like, staring at this huge intense problem that I have to tackle but not having anybody in my corner and when you went on that walk what what came to you I... um you know I think that it was the first like literally the first step right like I went on a walk it took the first step and something you know, or someone or some deity was just like, here's the first step. You took the first step, which was physically taking a step. And then I think, you know, when I opened my phone, saw 75 hard, it created a clear first step where it was like, if you start eating healthy, start taking care of your body, you stop drinking, you start learning, like, those are great places to start. Any one of those would be a great place to start if you're in that position. And um, and it just like, you know, it's like somebody handing you a piece of paper that says, here's the first step. Yeah, you know, it's, what's interesting and, and it brings joy that I hear when I hear you saying this is like me going through 75 hard and knowing a lot of people that's been through that program, I understand, I understand how hard that program is. Right. And you're at the lowest point of your life where you feel you feel like you're totally alone and and, uh, you know, you're struggling and you and you do a program that's extremely tough. And yeah. you and you for you, it's like it's like that. Um, I say the reverse, but like you started seeing positives from it. Some, you know, yeah. there's often people and I, you know, I'll be the first one to admit that I I didn't achieve my goal of 75 days and. And a lot of people shut down. And like you said, they, they revert back to, to old habits. But for you, things changed. Yeah. Walk me through the the next 75, 90 days after you went on that walk. 
what started changing for you? Yeah. Besides, besides, I, I know that I know the topics, but like things that sure. were coming up that maybe you brought notice to. Sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think physically was a big one, you know, being able to like, to watch myself shed weight and get fit like that brought a lot of confidence which brought me the ability to to talk to people you know and like and seek meaningful conversations you know um and finding those people like in the men's groups that are in my corner and that I can use to help me get through the hard days and the tough stuff um and the confidence to like to know that like yeah I have some hard shit heavy shit going on in my life but I'm gonna be okay and if I keep making these steps it's it's progress you know progress and um you know it's it's interesting when you what's coming up to me at reflecting on what you said I think there might have been a part of me that saw the like the difficulty of 75 parts and was like almost wanting to not do it you know like not be successful so that I could go back to the pistol and then um you know day one it was like oh dude like I could do this like I'm not that big of a failure and um it's cleaning up my mess and then day two you know same feelings and as that feeling grows that happiness grows and um you know I I think that even if I didn't make it through 75 hard, like I found Traver, I found men's groups that, you know, I don't, I don't know that after like halfway through it, if I would have failed, I don't think I would have sat back down at that table. And I think I, I, I just feel the power in that, you know, like you left me speechless <laughs> because I think about many men that I know that have tried to, to commit suicide and to like see where they're at. The transformation that happens when they start to surround themselves with men or people, therapists, whatever that, that case may be, the, the immediate change. And yeah. I, I'm a firm believer when you suppress something, it comes out sideways. That, that saying that Traver has. And what it sounds like and please correct me if i'm wrong but when before march 4th you were suppressing with alcohol and drugs that that's or not suppressing but that's how it was coming out sideways right it was through alcohol and drugs totally when you took the alcohol and the drugs away 75 hards alcohol but i'm assuming that you didn't do drugs either uh at that point yeah, what started no. changing for you um i found healthy outlets you know uh started pursuing like uh personal development one like you know I think that was my escape was diving in like the more I dove in and the more like return on my investment I experienced the more I would dive back in so that's one uh two I started diet like pursuing a bunch of random stuff that I would never do before like swing dance classes and uh you know, going to social events and getting involved in, in community groups 
like um, I was in Boise at the time. I got tried to get involved with uh, Boise Young Professionals um, and was involved with that group for a little bit before I moved. And, you know, just engaging in as much like breadth of activities as I could to really start learning who I am and what I like and the type of people I like to associate with and trying new things and failing at new things and learning that that's an okay thing to happen and try things and learn you don't like them and walk away from it. Um, so I think those that's the biggest thing that uh, started to shift for me. When this transformation was taking place, this question is gonna seem external but I'm just curious, what yeah. external was changing for you? Like you were aligning your house internally. What externally was changing for you? Yeah. Uh, lost a lot of friends, quote unquote friends, right? The, the people that were uh, like activity partners based around drinking, right? But gained a lot of depth in friendships and the ones, you know, the ones that stuck around and the new ones that were learning who the new shell was um i moved so like externally like my location changed um physically i was changing um and yeah yeah i think mostly the people i i associated with and and the friendships and relationships i had were probably the biggest changes externally it's interesting to see this to see how French quote unquote friendships develop when the common den denominator is alcohol or work or work yeah and, totally and then then realigning with with men or women that you can have deeper conversation that's like based on like healthy uh, creative expressive outlets we talked about finding men's work at some point, but talk me through that portion of your life, right? finding men's work and, and diving into that. Yeah. So uh, the first men's group I joined was the Uncivilized Nation online. Um, at the time there was like maybe 12 people in it, 12 dudes. And um, yeah, we'd hop on calls and just have, have some deep conversation and challenge each other and talk through some, you know, philosophical stuff and psychological stuff and and support each other through hard times and that started building some like really strong bonds which is at the time it was covid you know like or turning into covid and uh i had never met these people in person but i like you know there's a handful of guys out there that i deeply love that our relationship is founded off of zoom calls across thousands of miles and um and just you know being there for them and them being there for me and and helping me through some stuff and me helping through them and learning from each other and um teaching each other uh, yeah i mean it's, it's been amazing and then finding in-person men's groups locally has been super powerful and um just the breadth of demographic of men that show up and how you know knowledgeable and engaging they can be it's, it's amazing 
how has those relationships evolved your life or changed your life? That the the relationships with the men that you've created. Um, out of a story to answer this question. Um, when I was going to do, I I signed up to do a vision fast, which is five days of no food, uh, in the in the desert of Death Valley, solo under tarp. And I shared this with a men's group that I was going to do this thing and how I was nervous and my intention for going. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit and they were like kind of proud of me for, for stepping up and, and doing something so big for myself. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. And I didn't think anything of it, you know. I ultimately just wanted to share to try and get some of that anxiety out. Uh, and then uh, a week and a half, two weeks later, I had this guy, uh, his name's Matt. He walked up to me. I'm going to cry again. Um, he walked up to me and gave me like a prayer tie, but not in the like traditional form of a prayer tie, but it, uh, it was made out of, out of the scrotum of a QU that one of his relatives had killed and inside had a, a handful of um mementos and it was tied up and he gave it to me and he said hey i, I hope that you know, he walked through some verbiage of, of the things that were inside and and he's like i want you to know that this is a sign of your masculinity and it encompasses all of these parts of you and i hope that it gives you the strength that you need to get through this hard time and I was fucking floored, man. Just like, I had never had another man show up to me in that capacity to like support me through this upcoming event with this like gift, you know, give me anything that had so much meaning and depth and thought behind it that it was just, it was, it was indicative of like, of the relationship that, you know, the foundation of the relationship was so much deeper than sitting at a bar talking about our significant others drinking beer or talking about work, right? It's just so deeper than that. And, you know, that's just one, one story out of many of the men that have changed my lives. But I think it's really indicative of, of how those relationships form and how powerful they can be. How has that reshaped your view how men should operate? Um, you know, I, I try to approach my, all of the relationships in my life, whether it's work, platonic, romantic, through this lens of love now, where it's like, if I, if we start with love, man, there's, there's nothing more powerful and you can support through love. You can be uh, a leader through love. You know, you can be a romantic partner through love. And I think that as far as, you know, men's platonic relationships go, like before this transformation in me, I would have never used the word love towards another man and, you know, in the heart of times other than my dad. And, you know, so, you know, now I've, I, you know, I lead from the heart and connect from the heart and connect from the depths and, and, um, I think that, you know, as men, we can learn to do that. And 
learn that it doesn't mean that you're less than or soft or a pussy or a bitch or any of that you know like it's 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 the warrior spirit man like that's that's where it comes from you had an inkling that you wanted to be a coach at what point in your life did that come up yeah yeah um having a conversation similar to this with with a a guy that was having a hard time and uh just i just told him my story and was like you know i i feel you i relate to you i've been there i'm here for you i want to help you and um and it clicked you know i was like man there's something for me to offer i can help guys you know i've I've been there i've been through it i've experienced it and i need to i can help and uh that was the first moment with like seeing that the like relaxation on that guy when i was like dude i feel you i'm here not going anywhere it's okay and then um I had another similar experience, you know, guiding elk hunts, um, you know, the overtly masculine dude in hunting camp that's a couple couple miles into the wilderness and uh, ended the week with uh, us both crying, giving each other a hug in the in the woods, just like, dude, this week has totally changed my life and the conversations we've had has been put me on a new trajectory and those two things together. Uh, put me on the path towards towards pursuing coaching tell me tell me how men's work and wilderness therapy tie together it's very intriguing i i've experienced a little bit but i i want to know the depths sure yeah well um this could be a whole nother podcast but we uh we come from nature man you know that's the source energy you know as society the fact that we have the word wilderness or out of doors means that we've created the separation. And I think that we've forgotten that we are nothing more than wild animals, right? And um, outside of our ability to think critically in our thumbs and be able to build things, like we're, we're not that much different than the animals that live in the out of doors, you know? So I think bringing ourselves back to that, that core core way of living core way of being the core connection with the land and source energy and you know whatever higher power you believe in you know like that's it's all there in nature and i think nature takes away a lot of our distractions takes away the screens takes away social media takes away um you know the people that we lean on puts us in a vulnerable position and all of that is a recipe for having to sit or getting to sit with the hard things that come up and the more we sit with those things and embrace them and love them for what they are and work through them the more growth happens and yeah i think it's i think it's interesting and i want to point it out is your work in wilderness therapy going back to march 4th you needed to go outside and and take a walk right Mm. And, and how that correlates into that journey and and I agree with you, man. I, I really do believe, and if anyone's listening that's having a hard time or that that just needs some type of way to connect with themselves, nature is medicine. You know, I I've realized when I'm not taking time, at least an hour a day, of getting out with no distractions, I'm not who 
I'm meant to be. And and I, I think that, like you said, not I think, I know that there's something with nature, going out in nature and, and, and really immersing yourself, taking your shoes off, you know, rubbing your hands in the sand and just putting intention on, on where you're at helps, helps with that, that journey. And, yeah. and so that leads me to my next question is how is, how is wilderness therapy or even just being in nature helped you with your journey? You know, I think there's this like deep feminine energy and in, in uh, nature, right? It's beautiful. It's that source. It's the, the ever changing and, flowy and and then there's this pause but like deep masculine energy the mountain the depth that the um the longevity it's there and it's not moving it's not it's not changing um so for me looking at it through that lens has, has kind of changed my life and helped me really fully understand that balance of masculine feminine in myself in my relationships in others in my relationship to the land and really allowed me to find and curb that like overtly masculine tendency that had been in my past of like do accomplish be grow strong hard and step into nature and like be held and feel the feelings and allow the beauty to be expressed and absorbed and take it in and cry and like so it's kind of a roundabout way of answering your question, but, you know, I think it's, it's really helped me embrace all parts of myself and, and, you know, the, the earth, the land that can carry all of it, all of it, and all of you and all of us and everything, whether, no matter how heavy or beautiful and, and enlivening it is, and it's, its ability to hold a container and hold space and hold us is beautiful. In a you culture. just have to go you ahead. just have to be willing to 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 open up to it absolutely in a culture where as men we need to do i i find that oftentimes the greatest growth is when we slow down oh bro yeah and you know i i mentioned the vision fast but i took you know two weeks off of work so there was no doing when i went and did it and uh and slow would be an understatement, right? Like those five days alone, no food, like it felt like a month, but, um, you know, you sit and reflect and grow and talk to source energy, talk to spirits, talk to ancestors, talk to lizards and scorpions and talk to yourself. And, um, you know, I came back with more energy than I ever had in my entire life and I probably accomplished more in the month after taking that time for myself to slow down than I had in maybe the years leading up to it um so yeah to your point like yeah yeah slowing down and taking the time to do the work internally gives us the energy to come back and live in that masculine with a little bit of a different perspective so after you did that it's it's a called a vision quest yeah mm -hmm. so so anyone that's listening, I, I've heard Vision Quest multiple times. It's something I might have to look into now. But th this Vision Quest, what what followed? So you said you got the most that you've done in a month. But like, 
did you already decide that you wanted to do wilderness therapy at that point or it like what came from your vision quest? It was an idea. Um, you know, I had an idea that I wanted to do men's coaching and men's uh, retreats in the wild, um, you know, doing the things that men quote unquote like to do hunting and fishing and camping and backpacking and, you know, outdoor stuff. But uh one of the things out of many that came from the vision fast was exactly what I wanted that to look like and what my relationship to the land needed to look like and what that um what that coaching looked like and what my relationships to clients needed to look like and um and how I wanted to orient my life in order to accomplish that goal you know I said in my in the intro when you asked me who I am was you know I am an initiated loving and playful man who lives committed to purpose and it was like that commitment to purpose of helping men get back to their soul get back to their purpose get back on track through their relationship with nature like that was the thing that came out of that vision fast the most taking me taking you back three years ago back to that that time March yeah. 4th what would you tell yourself now from where you're at now, from the, the, the point, the vantage point that you have, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Um, I think first I would have given myself a hug. Yeah. I'd give myself a hug and be like, yeah, brother, it's, it's okay. I feel it. Feel the things that are coming up, feel them, let them come out, let them out. Um, and then if I was, you know, if I were to fast forward a month into the process, you know, the advice that I would give somebody that's starting on the journey of personal development and getting into men's work is to invest as hard and in as deep as you can into it. Because the more you invest, the more, the deeper you dig, the harder you lean into it, the more you allow to come up, the greater the return on investment. You know, the more the more benefit comes out, the more work you put in, the harder it feels, the more overwhelming like the the emotions are like the more juice there is to squeeze, the more juice you squeeze, the more you get to drink. So, um, yeah, you know, there's that like tendency to resist the newness and the 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 woo woo, but don't poo poo the woo woo, man. It's, there's there's good medicine in there. I want to just give you like two to three minutes on just uh, anything that you want to talk about, uh, about your journey. Uh, this can be, a, I say elevator pitch, but this could be, you know, you're talking to someone that's listening to this in a hard time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for the platform. Um, you know, for anybody that's out there that's struggling, find help. Uh, find help before you make a dramatic decision that you can't take back. You know, um, you can find me on, on Instagram. You can find Alex. You can find any of the guys in the nation. You can find, just ask somebody for help. Um, it's out there. People care. It's not as heavy and as big as it feels. And it's, it's not oh, insurmountable. So I just want to put that out there. Um, go for a walk, go, go be in nature. I don't care if it's a city park that's 10 square feet, 
go find some grass and sit down and stare at the sky, you know, just uh, look up at this at the clouds and just imagine the vastness of the universe and the source energy that's around that and and feel into that and um, the energy that's inside of you is that same energy it, it's the same energy that tells flowers to bloom tells you know trees to grow tells our heart to beat and our lungs to breathe and if we can lean into that that gets us pretty far and um, the farther we get into nature, the farther we cultivate that that relationship, the more growth and love um, comes from us. So, yeah, you know, I truly appreciate that, and I think it's important to highlight one message that you had in there is like, you're not alone, right? Uh, there's there's many men out there that are struggling, and I, I think that this idea that men can't feel or this idea that men can't, you know, talk and express healthily their feelings i think that's that's irrational and and you can't and there's men out there and you're not alone this step is surrounding yourself looking for those people to surround yourself those other men that are that are doing the work to to better yourself yeah shell if if uh how can people find you yeah uh i'm on instagram and facebook instagram handle is shell underscore ohms but it's spelled funny so uh k-j-e-l-l underscore o-o-m-s and facebook first and last name you should find me i don't think there's many of people out there with the same name uh you can shoot me an email uh first and last name at gmail.com um yeah those are probably the best shoot me shoot me a dm or an email or give you my cell phone number or whatever we'll we'll chat and yeah perfect i uh, just want to close here and say that shell is a men's coach uh, does wilderness therapy and, and i know we've talked about that many times but i highly recommend that if you're in a point in your life where this message resonates with you. The, the numbers, the statistics are astronomically high. I say this from the bottom of my heart, please don't be a statistic. Surround yourself, call someone, please reach out to Shell, reach out to myself. And uh, I, I encourage you to take that step to, to ask for that help. So thank you so much for, for being on the platform, Shell. Thank you so much for, for telling your story. And uh, I look forward to, to many more. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate being here. It's been Love an you, honor. Brother. Love you too, man.